Hey guys, it's Mike and Andrew, and we're back again with another Poor Man Fantasy Football League podcast. Hey guys, I'm back. It's time again for another Poor Man Fantasy Football League podcast. And with me as always is my co-host, Andrew, a.k.a. Amprey, the man who believes Yoda is a Jedi. No, wait, apologize. He's a Sith Lord. That's what he believes. That's right. That's right. He is. All right. (laughs) And with us tonight, we have a special guest. Last minute, he decided to join us. Really appreciate it. He has a lot to talk about, or is it boast about? It's none other than our very own Jonathan Touchdown Taylor owner, Marvin, a.k.a. Ice and Metal. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man, especially after a, a pretty good win this past week. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that was against you, Andrew, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But well, I, I'll, 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 I'll have to take it away from you, Marvin. In one of the other leagues, I got beat even worse. The guy had over 200 points on me. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that's because he had he had Jonathan Taylor and he had Austin Eckler yes. and oh, Justin Jefferson. Man. Yeah, so everybody that just went like all out was against yeah, me. Was against you. He did have one bad player, which I think was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was like he had a quarterback that should have balled out but didn't. All right. So, so Marvin, I appreciate you being on the show with us tonight, spending your your time. It is now the eve of Thanksgiving. You got anything special going on? Anything planned? Anything happening? Uh, nothing too crazy, man. Just gonna be hanging out with family. Uh, watching some football, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I'm. I'm so jealous about that. Yeah, but I mean, otherwise, nothing too crazy. We're just, we're just hanging out, having some fun. <laughs> do you, do you have a tradition outside of watching football on Thanksgiving? Um, I mean, usually we get like the whole family together and we like do like turkey and like you know the basic Thanksgiving dinner. Yep. But, uh, this year, um, it doesn't seem like we're gonna get together, so it's just gonna Aww. be. Smooth. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, I guess they didn't feel like coming coming down up here. Or do your family live far away, or? Uh, so we got some that live down uh, about two hours away in the Bay Area. Okay, um, I'm in Sacramento, so it's about like two hours away. But I guess I guess they don't feel like coming up over here. So uh, my mom's just gonna make some like Mexican food and stuff. So it's gonna be cool. All right on. Yeah, I mean, okay. hopefully, hopefully you guys have a have a good. Uh, Thanksgiving, even though you guys don't really, it doesn't seem like uh, Canadians celebrate. <laughs> uh, we get our Thanksgiving earlier in the season because it's typically tied to harvest. Mm-hmm. So our harvest happens in early October, late September. And uh, yeah, so right about now, it's freezing cold. Everything's covered in ice and snow. And it's hard to celebrate Thanksgiving like you guys do, which is amazing and fun and so close to Christmas. Our two are very, very separate. Christmas and Thanksgiving have no relation to one another. They are two very very different events for us yeah yeah and we don't get football for us <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. hey man there's stream, there's streams for that <laughs> there is now historically uh my my full-time job i um i'm usually available throughout the day to watch football on thanksgiving because i'm at work and I have to monitor our broadcast feeds across our network. Mm-hmm. So I always make sure that one of those channels that we're broadcasting happens to be a football game. <laughs> and no one ever pays attention, right? There's like there's 24 channels that we broadcast internally. And one of them is going to be sports. So I'll just choose the football game that day and, and usually catch it. This year, however, um, where I work, I'm working outside. I'm not working indoors. I'm not, I'm not having a cushy indoor job. 
uh, I got service calls to make, so I'm not going to um, enjoy football this year, which I'm kind of sad about. Oh, that sucks. No, no, no Lions games for you, man. I don't think no, but <laughs> it's like usually the one time a year I, I get to watch one. One, because it's televised. Nobody yeah. ever televises a Lions game. So this one's <laughs> going to be televised, and I can't watch it. Uh, yeah, man, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Hey, um, quick question: How you feeling about your Raiders? Oh uh, man, uh, I wish you wouldn't ask me about that. <laughs> hey, you, you mean, opened the door. It seems like it's going to be another season of uh, of second half disappointment. I was going to say that. that. I was going <laughs> to say that they started so strong. And then yeah. just kind of floundered over the last few weeks. Yeah, that's I thought... why. <laughs> just got to enjoy the, uh, you know, while they're looking good. And then, like, just just wait for that, that collapse to happen, basically. So yeah. what do you think the cause of that collapse is? With Gruden gone, it looked like they were going to turn a corner and other players were starting to make, make some headway. Outside of the whole rugs incident, that the team was, was still moving. And mm-hmm. then... I don't know. Something happened. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, uh, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs. Bleh, nothing. They're just mediocre now. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think a lot of uh, a lot of the the stuff that's been going on, like you know, the Gruden, the Gruden uh, thing, and then like Kenny Ruggs getting fired, like not fired up, but you know, going to jail and killing someone. Yeah, like, that's been pretty big. Um, and it seems like all the players, like and especially Carr, he seemed like he was really close with uh, with Gruden. I think that's kind of affected everything, to be honest. Okay. Um, you know, it's kind of hard when, like, you know, apparently, like, a coach that you really believe in um, comes out with all that that email stuff. And then, like, you know, it seems like uh, him and Ruggs were getting uh, along pretty well. Like, he was saying that he was texting him before, like, the whole incident happened and stuff. You know, huh. like, that, 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 yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's pretty big. Like, you know, especially, like, someone you train with every day. Yeah. And just, like, I don't know where, like, you know, comes out, like, this dude killed. I mean – you know, it's like a ter- it's a terrible accident. Yeah, exactly. Happened. Like, like the whole thing that happened, like it's like it's pretty, it's pretty big. You know, I, I, I can see how it would weigh on someone and like the the team as a whole, like everything that's been going on. Um, well, yeah, it, it, that shakes the, the the whole foundation of it. Yeah, team. exactly. Like, it, it, it's just like, and I was seeing like a lot of stuff, like you know, just browsing on Reddit. Like they were saying, like it seems like kind of like Carr is kind of like he's kind of done. I mean, I can see it. There's been a few games like you just see him like sitting on the on the on the bench and stuff, and he's just like he's just kind of out of it. Like usually, like when Gruden was there, he would like talk to Gruden, like go through the play and stuff, like what happened if they go like you know they go out, and he, he missed any pick or yeah. whatever. Now it's just he's like he's just kind of sitting down, like just looking dejected. Um, yeah. Well, I guess that that that's a big mental hit. And yeah, exactly. If you if you if you listen to successful sports players their mental game is essentially what makes them different. It's not mm-hmm. just their physical abilities. Because if you look at Tom Brady, Tom Brady doesn't have a lot of physical assets that separate him. To me... Oh, come his... on. He had a nice 10-yard run this last game. <laughs> yeah, he, no, was, he, he was pretty crazy did, for that one. <laughs> he did say 11. In his post-game interview, he did say 11, right? But they didn't credit him. They gave him 10. So, But that's a guy, to me, he's all mental game. Yes. So I can under, understand, like Derek Carr and the team, but that's where leaders need to rise up. And I, maybe yeah. maybe he doesn't have that true uh, leadership potential if he can't rise up above that and band the team together over such such a tragedy and bring that team together and knit them into a cohesive unit. 
that's usually where to me when you when you watch some of those like movies from the past it's like when crap happens guys band together teams band together over that tragedy and yeah. get better right that's what they unify because they solidify themselves over that but it usually takes some kind of a linchpin to put it all together and hold it together mm-hmm. maybe that was gruden maybe yeah. these guys can't i think if, if when you look at Derek carr he was on his way out before gruden came he on was. board. he and was gruden, were... and gruden said carr is my guy i'll put him on my shoulders and he is my guy and with with uh, gruden now gone that just crushed his confidence yeah, yeah, like I'm, um, I'm not gonna lie. I can see, uh, I can see, uh, you know, like a path where a car goes somewhere else, and then like the new coach comes in, and they, you know, they kind of choose their own, um, they kind of go their own direction, basically. Like they let car sure. go, and that's know, not that, uncommon. That big, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I could see a, a definitely a story where a car goes to a different team, and the Raiders. And there's we start with a new uh, QB and new coach <laughs> and everything. There, there is a lot of teams gonna, that are going to be QB needy, needy next year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't dislike Carr. He, when he shows, he shows up and he plays well. He's, he's like a poor man. Like he's like he to me, he falls into that middle of the pack, right? You got your top tier quarterbacks, you've got your middle of the pack quarterbacks, and then you got your trash at the bottom. <laughs> to me, to me, he's right on the cusp of that five hundred level quarterback. He's not gonna hurt you. More often than not, he's going to help you, right? So he's he's to me he's with like Kirk Cousins, he's with like Tyler Heineke, he's with like Matt Stafford, um, he's he's in that little band right in the middle, and he'll fluctuate in and around that halfway point. He's never going to be top of the food chain, but I don't see him sitting at the bottom unless something terrible happens, which is kind of what's happening right now. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I agree. He's he's been a uh, like I'm not going to say he's a bad quarterback, but he, like you said, he's not like. He's not a top five QB yeah. or whatever. Like he's no, gonna, no. he's not gonna be the reason you pretty much like lose or win a game. He's kind of just there. He's, you know, he he, kind of like Jimmy G. Like you know, he's not a terrible yeah. quarterback, but he could get them to a Super Bowl with the right team. You know, sure. Um, and right. I think Derek Carr a... is kind of in the similar similar type. Exactly. Of yep. Um, I I did listen to another football podcast today, and on that podcast they talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo over the last four games, is the quarterback three. <laughs> okay, I want that to sink in. Now, Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes have crapped out a couple times. Yes. Uh, Kyler Murray's sitting on injured. Josh Allen has also crapped out. Um, Jalen Hurts is is doing well. He right? is. Right? He might not even have a job at the end of the season, but he's doing well for fantasy. It's like, to me, it's the Blake Bortle syndrome. Hey, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns and 10 interceptions in a game. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to suck for football, but I'm going to be great for fantasy. Yeah. So the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is in that top three category over a month is like, wow, I would not have expected that. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the season, he'll be in the bottom three. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) But by the end of the season, he won't be there. And to me, that's a guy who's probably on his last legs, who's probably going to need a new job. But he's in the middle of the pack. He's going to find a job. He's not going to be unemployed. Yeah, if Andy, if Andy Dalton can find a job, then any of those guys can. Yeah. I don't think Andy Dalton finds a job after this. I think he's just going to have to accept that he's a backup and he's going to have to wait for an injury yeah. to get playing time. Yeah, I agree. All right. Okay, well, we uh, 
we got to chat a little bit as friends, which is always fun to, to be able to do that. Uh, we talked a little bit of football, but I want to talk a little bit more about football. There are uh, some games happening this weekend. It's Thanksgiving. Which game do you think will be the most exciting out of all three games? For tomorrow? Oh. Yeah. So, Andrew, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to give our, our new guest some time to think about that. Now i got to pull up the score. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be the Lions and Bears. No, it won't be. No, no, no. no. I hope not. <laughs> Although, I would love to hear you guys' take. With the situation as it is with Andy Dalton in, the injuries on both sides of the ball, do you, the Bears... That's going to be the most boring game. It is. It's going to be like 7-3. Do you what do you what do you where do you put the chances of the Lions actually getting the upset this week? Where oh, do you I where do you put that? This could be their week to get a win, their only win. But I only need them to get one. After that, just lose every week. You've got one <laughs> win, one time. Get it. This will be the week to get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been reading a bunch of stuff. They say like uh, this Matt Nagy's like last week and stuff. Like, like they're ready to fire yeah. him. So, yes. I mean, this would be the week for the Lions to get a win. Yeah. This to me, this would. All right. So the other games that are happening are Marvin's Raiders versus Dallas. What What yeah. do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, it's going to be a. I'm sorry, it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I could see it. By who? <laughs> By Dallas. I think they'll bounce back. Okay, so here's here's the situation in Dallas. They don't have Amari Cooper or Ceedee Lamb as of yet. Ceedee Lamb could clear a concussion protocol and be available. Ezekiel Elliott is injured and might not play. He's currently questionable. It's the Raiders, man. He'll play and he'll run all over him. Okay. And then the evening game, we have Buffalo and the New Orleans Saints. Mm, I mean, hopefully that was a good one. That that could be a good one. (laughs) That might be. Now, Buffalo's kind of crapped out the last couple weeks. Do they they bounce back? I think it could be like a 24-21 game. It's going to be close. Okay. But it could be... uh, I think it'll be a good game. Yeah. I mean, Saints got a good defense and you know, the Bills got Josh Allen and then uh like you said, their their defense has been crapping out, so maybe uh Trevor Simeon will will make it a, a close game for them. Yeah. Yes. We'll talk about Trevor Simeon a bit later when we get to our bet, right, Andrew? I don't know. You haven't told me what the bet is. Oh no, no. <laughs> when we talk about last week's bet. Oh yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And the, and that fiasco. And you know what? I just came up with our bet this week. So when we get there, um, okay. I'll, I'll lay it out on you guys. Excellent. Okay, so here we are. We're now going to talk a little bit about uh, what's happened in the league. Uh, partly why I made such a push to Marvin to get you on the show. So this this week when Sleeper released its its report, the best manager of the week was Gabriel. It wasn't you. Gabriel got a hundred percent. He picked his best roster. I still think out it's, there. It's garbage though. <laughs> when a guy that, puts up almost two hundred points and he's not the best manager, come on. Uh, because the the criteria to be the best manager is you had to choose from the players you had, right? I, I, let, I left some points now, on the bench, man. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> you did. What, what the, the water you boy. Did. Your water boy got you forty two points and you left him on the bench. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so congrats to you, Gabriel, man. You uh, you set your roster. Yeah, you got 140.74 points against the illustrious Donnie. Donnie got knocked down a peg, which is great because now the rest of us are still within striking distance, so that's yeah. awesome. Uh, but Did, con- Mike, is this the second time Gabriel's gone 100%? Yeah. 
that no, is true. No, <laughs> well, no, I thought that was Chervin. I thought I thought Chervin. Oh, maybe it was. Okay, okay. okay. I was going to say, because if it was Gabriel twice in one year, he had 100%, that would be sick. I think it's also related to the fact that he only has one lineup. He doesn't have <laughs> bench, he doesn't have the bench depth, right? He is he is a yeah. boomer bust team. When they all hit, man, they hit. Because you remember yeah. he was the lowest scorer, like what two weeks ago? Yeah. Because they all decided to crap out because he only has one lineup. Um, but when they hit, man, this is what happens. Yeah. So congrats, Gabriel. You were the best manager this week. The worst manager happens to be Josh. Josh, I feel for you. I've I've been there. Um, we all have but been. yeah, you uh you didn't score too well you uh, you left some points on the bench unfortunately so you get uh, you get the worst manager but you don't get you well, don't get oh, oh he did i'm sorry you got low score oh, as well come on, he man. did I'm teasing him <laughs> i'm teasing him but you did all right so i but he I'm, gets a sound I'm, effect he does i don't unfortunately with the current system we're using i can't inject it just yet i will get there so until then this is what you get you guys ready you get the sploosh, gurgle, 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 gurgle. That's what you get for being the lowest scorer. Congratulations, Josh. So you took worst manager and lowest scorer. You're doubling up there. Now, the highest scorer of the week, who still left points on his bench, is none other than Marvin. How yeah. su- did you watch that game? Did you, uh, did you get to see the game? I did not, actually. I was actually out and about, but... I was keeping up, and I kept seeing that Jonathan Taylor was going to touchdown. Your phone must be like ding, ding, ding. Yeah, we were talking about it. We were actually um, one of my friends was like streaming the games and stuff. We're like, we're like Jonathan Taylor scored another touchdown. <laughs> okay, and have you watched the? Part, oh, okay. I was about to say the sad part is I actually played against him in another league. Oh, oh so you win one, you lose one. It's a yeah. Sword. So I, and the crazy part is I actually had Austin Eckler in that league as well. So he put oh. up a performance, but it wasn't enough to, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor went off. So it's pretty good. Okay, but that's not bad. At least you had awesome. You you at least had a fighting chance. Yeah, I I think I lost by like four points or six points or something like that. Oh. So it wasn't like too uh-huh. crazy. Do you guys remember? I think it was two years ago when Alvin Kamara in I don't know if it was Championship Week or semifinals. Oh, he put up yes. sixty points. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh man. That's like one of those scenarios. Like you, I, I don't want to see that happen in that playoff run. I'd like to see things a bit tighter and closer, a bit normal, but um, exciting. Have you watched the highlights? Have either of you watched the highlights of Jonathan Taylor? Uh, I saw a few of them because they kept yeah, going like at the, the. Uh, mm-hmm. As I was watching the game, I was watching it. Would be like, oh, let's go to the go to New York for a hot for a, a game break, <laughs> and and of course it was Jonathan Taylor again putting up points on against me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now he did that against the Buffalo defense, which is supposed yeah, to be yeah. a top five run defense. <clears throat> yes. Mm-hmm. So, knowing what we know, what we saw, and where he's currently trending in a redraft league next year, where would you guys rank Jonathan Taylor in a redraft? Oh, Damn. he's got to yeah. be top five. Yeah, he's 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 up there for sure. Like, so who would who would you consider ranking ahead of him? Right? Would CMC in your books be ahead of Jonathan Taylor? I, I'm not anymore. Too injury prone. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, tough it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be Henry still. Okay, Henry, who who still could make it back this year. His yeah. injury isn't season ending, right? He can yeah. still make it back. So you got Derrick Henry. So you think Derrick Henry is up there? Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, Saquon? Yeah. No. Uh, 
I mean, again, the injuries, man. Like, injuries, he's been right? Injured for okay. the past couple of years, it's kind of hard. The guy, the guy that's climbing, Najee mm-hmm. Harris. Yeah, I would say Najee is definitely a. He's definitely All right, Mixon, uh, from Cincinnati is climbing up too. Uh okay. I I'd, I'd contest the Mixon. I like Mixon. I don't see him as a top five running back, but the ones that it concern me is like we're obviously going to see a changing of the guard, just like we saw a changing of the guard last year with regards to quarterbacks the running back top tiers are going to change. There's not a lot of trust and faith in CMC, Sanquan. Derrick Henry's to me is is fantastic, but that guy can't take that amount of wear and tear. Like he's he's going to he was on pace to set a record for number of touches in a season. Um human beings can't take that amount of abuse. Uh Alvin Kamara, we're also seeing him start to get some injuries and take some time off. Uh Dalvin Cook is not performing to what Dalvin Cook used to be. And then you got the young guys coming up. You've got Najee Harris, like you said, who's an absolute volume player right now. If they get him a quality quarterback and an offensive line that can block, that kid's going to rip them, some things apart. Jonathan Taylor, I honestly think I don't see how he steps out of the one or two spot next year in any redraft league. There's going to be too much love and affection. Um, but like consistency, Joe, Joe Mixon's top 10. Austin Eckler, top 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to me, it, it's who do you who do you put in that contention? Look, there's the guys that have done it, but they're now all on their second contracts. Yeah. And the wear and tear is starting to show because they're not consistently playing week after week after week. Well, and the, I think the the NFL's changing a little bit too. So many teams are now going to that two running back mm-hmm. uh, style, right? You got Chubb and and Kareem uh, Hunt and Hunt, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It's 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 it has proven. Uh, you, Mike, you and I have had the conversations many a time where you're like, "Oh, you should have both running backs, both running backs." I'm like, I don't want both because one's not going to go off, and that's my luck is that that's the week I'm going to put that guy in where he doesn't go off. So it, it, it's it's tough. It is. That's tough. the way the league is going. It is one because you you want a quality running back at all times. Yeah. So in in the Nick Chubb Cream Cump case, it's. If one goes down, you've got a quality guy to fill in. Great example. You look at um, CMC, for example. He went down and rookie Chuba Hubbard stepped in. Great. Like, you got to own Chuba. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. Mm-hmm. You, you got to have those guys. But then you go to other, other teams where they haven't really established, like, who's the running back. You don't want to own any of them. You... Ramondi Stevenson, you want to own, but you don't know when he's going to go off. Damian Harris, you want to own, but again, you don't know when he's going to go off. JJ Taylor, Brandon Bolden, all those guys in New England are going to like just mess with you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got teams like New England who've got like three running backs. Like, what are you doing? Because you don't know. Because any one of them, when they play, they'll be stars. San Francisco, another situation. Granted, they're they're suffering injury issues, so they only they can only play one running back because the other ones are always uninjured. Yeah, it's um it's interesting. So I'm looking forward to the rankings next year when those come out for for redraft in particular. Yeah. All right. Well, appreciate you guys sitting through the the little league talk and and what have you. There wasn't a lot of activity trade wise. There were some waiver pickups. Is uh did, did anything jump off the page with the the pickups with uh, Nick Westbrook? Kine from Tennessee, Don Dontrell Hillard, Tevin Coleman, Nothing Ben really. Ben Sco <laughs> Ronek. 
Okay, Bryce's Bryce picked up Ben Skoronek from the I don't even who is this guy? He's a Rams, but uh... he's, he's he's a rookie. He played seventy six percent of snaps. Oh, this is the guy that has taken over for Robert Woods. Oh, that's who this guy is. Yeah, they they put him in in place of Robert Woods and ahead of uh, Odell Beckham. I don't think that lasts. Probably not. <laughs> no, no, I don't think that lasts. Um, and then Marquise Goodwin. Well, of note, oh, oh no. Oh, okay. Just a heads up, guys. Uh, we are we are joined via our podcast recording, and we are joined via Google Meet. And because we're using Google Meet, uh, our call is now is now going to to end soon. So I'm going to hit the extension. Oh, but they want me to pay for a service. Oh, look at that. Uh, be more productive with group workspace individual. Wow, I don't want this. I'm not paying for that. No. So whatever, we got a few minutes left. When that goes down, we'll still have the recording here. We'll still be okay. Yep. I just won't be able to see your lovely faces. Um, so Marvin, any any comments outside of uh, Ben Skoronek? Um, I mean, not really, man. I mean, the waivers at this point are pretty dry. So it's they just, uh, yeah, it's just picking up whoever you can at this point. I mean, just wasting that last bit of waiver. Try, um, yeah, trying to spend your money wisely. Let's. You don't want to leave anybody out there that you could have picked up. Now, mm-hmm. or or be like me, like last year, where I got the award. You didn't for, spend. And you I did. Didn't <laughs> Chief Skate, you didn't, didn't spend your monies. You got to get out there. Yeah. All right. Uh, trades, no trades as of yet. I do have one that's out there that I'm waiting for for some dialogue on. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that happens. If it does, then I think I might have a chance of staying in contention here and climbing out of the. Out of the dredges of the bottom Man, half of our it's, league, it's really tight right now. That that last like two, yes, two spots are really tight. It is, yeah. I I I think Donnie's gonna he's gonna secure a spot. I think he's he's gonna make it. He's, he just needs one more win, and I think he has he has a playoff spot. Andrew and Slick, you guys are sitting in second place, both at seven and four. Obviously, you guys have the best chance of getting there. I think Andrew, you. Uh, you're probably in trouble this week, but I think you have some some okay matchups coming up. Yeah. And so Ryan and Slick, let's just say those guys go. That means there's only one spot left. And of that spot, mm-hmm. Ice is holding it currently. So that's you, buddy. You got this. And we're all gunning for you. But you're tied with Gabriel. Multi-Beast, myself, and Chervin are all, all one game behind you. So there's literally one, two, three, four, five of us all fighting for that last last playoff spot. Nobody is really eliminated. Even if you look at the bottom, we're looking at Bryce and Juan. Those yeah. guys aren't mathematically eliminated either. No, no. So Marvin, I'll make you a good draft choice, a draft <laughs> pick for for your top running back. <laughs> Yeah, I will yeah. say I put a, I put a, some feelers out for running back, so we'll see. I I, I I need I need a running back bad right now. All right, yeah, well, you do, man. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk right now. I I have a proposal for you, Marvin. You have. Let's look at your roster real quick. Let's see if we can do a live a live on air running back trade. You're currently sitting with Jonathan Taylor. You're never going to mm-hmm. move him. Yeah. You have Josh Jacobs. <laughs> whatever. Um. 
You don't have you have Miles Sanders, which we did a trade earlier this year, who's now back from injury. And how is he doing? Let's have a quick look. Did he get? He got he, some touches. He got a decent amount oh, okay. of touches, but actually, yeah, he did. He uh he had 16 touches for 94 yards and 5.8 yards a carry. Had he scored a touchdown, that wouldn't have been so bad. But he had only one target for no receptions. Oh, he had a fumble. Yeah. And a fumble lost. That's what brought his points down. The fumble ruski. Mm-hmm. But other than that, man, your your receivers are killer. DJ Moore, Stephon Tays, Justin Jefferson, and Devontae Adams. How happy were you that Cam Newton is back in town for your DJ Moore? Oh yes. <laughs> I can actually play him now. <laughs> you can actually put him in your on, on your lineup. All right. Let's uh you have Adrian Peterson. Just so you know, he doesn't have a team anymore. Yeah, I saw him. I'm just gonna hold him in the meantime. Yeah. But... You you have Le'Veon Bell, who also doesn't have a team. Mm-hmm. You have Carlos Hyde, who has a team, but I don't think they recognize that he plays for them anymore. Because he hasn't <laughs> touched the ball in he two missed weeks. the bus. Yeah, he, he's gonna consistently <laughs> miss the bus. You're uh, what's left on your team. You got Melvin Gordon. That's not a bad playoff run. Uh, running back, so you're sitting okay there. You got Peyton Barber. Does he have a team? Pretty much not, man. I think he's been healthy and active the past few few weeks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh no, he got two touches. Oh yeah, he did. He last did. last week he got two touches. There we go. Was okay. Mop up duty. And then you're sitting with uh, Ronald Jones. Does he touch the ball anymore? Yeah, he got like two points. Oh, he got one. He got eight touches and got one touchdown at the at the goal line. Okay. Then you got Durst Johnson. That's a good pickup, by the way. I, I like that you snagged him. Um, yeah, so you got a quality cool. running back. And then you got Javonta Williams. And you're still looking for a running back? Yeah. I mean, like, personally, I would like a – like, Josh Jacobs, is the Raiders and stuff, they, they've been kind of down. So uh, he hasn't been super reliable in terms of points. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I for me, personally, I would like a, 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 a second running back that can put up points. Melvin Gordon is kind of like that, but then um, you guys Javante kind of said earlier in the Yeah, you guys kind of said earlier in the season, like him and Javante Williams are basically one running back together. They are. If you had put that, if that was one guy getting that work, man. Yeah, exactly. You'd right. have exactly what you want. So next year, Javante will probably be that guy, or maybe the year after, depending on how yeah, Gordon that, plays out. That's, that's okay. the hope. Okay. We'll see. So, so you need you need a running back. I don't, opinion, yes. <laughs> I, I don't have one. Yes, I don't have one for trade. I'm also looking for a running back. Um, uh, me if too. Cordell, you too. Yeah. If Cordell <laughs> Patterson comes back, I'll be happy. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if he will. I'll just I'll just put it out here for all of you Donnie haters <laughs> that don't want Donnie to win. <laughs> send, send me your I, running back. I need a running okay. back. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, how how about this? Where where do you value Ronald Jones? Where do you see about him? Man, that's tough because I mean I think he's a like in terms of his talent, he's like a pretty decent running back. But uh, you know, for some reason, like, do you think he's just, just really in the shit house over there? Yeah, it seems like it. Like, I think he uh, would be. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be like a top five running back, you know, but I think he would mm-hmm. be like a decent like running back two or something. Like a, like a David Montgomery kind of running. Yeah, back. exactly. Like if he got the chance, but it seems like uh, his best chance is going out of out of uh, Tampa. Yeah. All right. I, so then- I, I I I've got him in a couple other leagues, and uh, Mike, you and I have talked about him a few times. Yeah. I was I, I was a Rojo fan. 
Uh, but I, I did. Th- I was too. I I, uh, I think what uh, what what sealed his fate was not producing in the playoffs when Fournette did. Yeah, and and I think Fournette just kept that that momentum going at the beginning of this year, and uh, Bruce Arians just is in love with Fournette now. But I, th- I think you know he could be like another guy where give him a change of environment, get him out of Tampa, and he could he could be a you know a top seven eight guy. Yeah, it's um he has potential. So I'm looking at his history. He was originally drafted by Alec, who's no longer in the league, at the 609. In the sixth round? Wow. That doesn't That's seem pretty crazy. <laughs> we didn't even go to the sixth round. Oh, in the rookie in our in our total I think, I think draft. It's a startup. Yeah. Yeah, the startup. Okay, startup. Okay, that makes sense. Something like 609. Yeah. We only go five rounds deep. Okay, so in the startup, he drafted 609. So that's that's some good draft capital for a rookie. I ended up trading for Ronald Jones. I gave up Le'Veon Bell. I got a first, a second, a second, and a fourth, and Ronald Jones. That was back for Le'Veon Bell. So so you ripped the guy off. Way to go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We didn't know that Le'Veon Bell was going to crap out after that, but it worked out my favor. And then I traded Ronald Jones and my 2021st to you, Marvin. For oh, Leonard, yeah, yeah, yeah. To let to Leonard for Leonard Fournette. When I was selling out my whole team, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, at this table, who has interest in Ronald Jones? I mean, not yeah, exactly. Like I bought him kind of low in a few leagues, but yeah, like if you if you're trying to win right now, he's not he's not the guy to get. <laughs> he's right now, right now. You know, I I I I put him in one of our other leagues last weekend because I had nobody else because guys were on buy, right? So it was either I take zeros or put them in and I get what is that two points? Yeah, <laughs> is that a kitty cat? What is that? Yeah, that is a cat. <laughs> okay, I'm just thinking, like there's a big fluff of hair that just just appeared on screen. Oh, um, our call is about to end, so we might might have to restart that, but that's okay. We can do that while we keep talking. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the all cat right, we'll be here. They'll <laughs> <laughs> stick with us. All right. Well, let's let's talk about this. What do you think these future prospects are? Because I would love to make an offer right here on the air for Ronald Jones. I mean, it's it's tough to let go of him, man. Like uh, I said, I mean, the the hope is basically that he goes somewhere else and gets a different team. But uh, I mean, I know that pretty much you, th- there's not much you can get for him. Like probably like a second round is even pushing it. To be yeah, honest, with the amount of work he's that he's getting. With the amount of work that he's getting, yeah. Well, how many draft picks do you have right now, Mike? Um, not a lot, not a lot. And I just resent you guys a link to join the the video call again. Just make sure when you jump in, mute your mics. All right. Okay. So, um, here's what I'm thinking about Ronald Jones, and and we don't. I'm not. No pressure on actually having to make this. Um, here's what I'm thinking. I think Ronald Jones has talent. And I think he has opportunity both here in Tampa and elsewhere. Now, remember to meet your mics. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, where, where I think he has value here in, in Tampa uh, is as the backup. I don't think he has earned enough love and respect uh, with Bruce Arians to be able to maintain a starting job. But as you mentioned earlier, Andrew, teams are moving to having two running backs. 
So if Bruce Arians can depress Ronald Jones' value, it makes him easier to sign at a value-add contract. Yeah. And we know that if Leonard Fournette goes down, Ronald Jones is the next man up. And and he's a very solid, uh, viable back to get you some decent points. When I look at Tampa, they are, I I would say, 70% throw, 30% run. It's it's, it's, it's like the Chiefs, right? You know they're going to chuck the ball. If you have uh, Edwards Hilaire... You know, if he if he gets a touchdown or two, that's golden for you. Yeah, sure, he's gonna do well. Um, but Ronald think, Jones, to me, he's a he's a fall on the touchdown kind of guy. He's not the pass catching back. Mm-hmm. He he's gonna get that that first punch, second punch, goal line work. So if Tom Brady works it down the field and Leonard Fournette is not available, that's the guy who I think is gonna get a touchdown. Yes. So he's gonna be my. If he was on my team, he would not be a weekly starter unless it was matchup specific, or I knew that okay, you're just going to get a ton of volume here for whatever reason. Um, or you're my solid flex play on the bye week or the guy I'm going to put in when my bye week guy goes down, yeah. right? So if I can't play my my starter, my DeAndre Swift, my Austin Eckler, my Jonathan Taylor or whatever, that's the guy who I see I, w- I would put in and plug and play depending on that matchup. Yeah. So in this case, where would you value, knowing what I just described there, where would you put him in in a ranking basis of a pick. So I would send you a pick or maybe a pick and a player to get you to that, that valuation. Where would you rank that? I mean, I would say, like I said, I'll probably, I like, I personally, I wouldn't want to let him go for like less than maybe like a late second round pick. Late um, second. But, yeah. but realistically, probably his worth is around like a third. I would say. Um, realistically, is a third. So like an early third. Yeah. Like an early third. Just, just like I said, just because like, he's obviously not getting a lot of work right now, but. There is and a you're, chance you're, that maybe you're he gambling. Go somewhere else. Yeah, basically, you you pretty much gambling like if he's gonna go somewhere else or not. So so let me let me make a comp to you, a player comp. All right, Miles Gaskin. I mean, I would say for like a contender, he's probably worth about the that late second. Like, he's gonna put up some type of points, but he's not exactly like you know he's he's, he's not, not he's not he's a, not a weekly one. starter. Yeah, exactly. Like he's a, he's a flex play. Like and you're gambling on what could be next year, right? Like, so to me, like Miles Gaskin, because I made a couple of plays in a couple of leagues for Miles Gaskin, um, wondering, is he going to stay the guy? Is he going to be able to capture that glory he had towards the end of the season and ride it into next year? Now, he hasn't done that. That was mm-hmm. the gamble, the gamble that I took. And that's where you find that, well, what are you willing to spend a second, a third? Like, where are you going to go? Uh, to me, Ronald Jones this year is, is that guy. Is this gonna fall? He falls into that Miles Gaskin S category, but you don't know what the future is. So what are you willing to spend? So right now I have I have a third that I'd be willing to offer you. Right now, it would be an early third mm-hmm. based upon my current position <laughs> in in this league. Um if that changes and I do climb in that playoff spot, obviously that that moves back. Now I'm going to put that out there right now. My third, Ronald Jones. You think about it. We'll circle back later. Yeah, on. we'll let, we'll, let, we'll let definitely that... we'll definitely get have some uh some talks about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let, let that let that percolate around a little bit. Okay, so moving along here before we we kill ourselves in time, um, let's let's get into the matchup review from the week that was. Now you have been 
playing this with us for a little while now, and you have been absolutely stellar in your predictions. Andrew no longer holds the title of clairvoyant. You no. have that title, Mr. <laughs> Nostradamus. And, and I'm going to explain why. So in matchup number one, it was me versus Josh. Everybody picked me, and I appreciate your love and affection because I think that's what drove me over the edge to get the win. So, Josh, I apologize for sending you to the to the dirt pile with your lowest score of the week and then giving you the toilet flush and then dunking on you right now that uh, I crushed you this week and I got the win. Uh, so we were all right there. Second matchup, Andrew versus yourself, Marvin. Everyone but Andrew chose Marvin. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, I think, in all honesty, I think they were all just hoping I would lose so they could climb a little bit closer to me. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. All right. So that one's pretty pretty self-explanatory. So, uh, Andrew, you're the only one who didn't get this one right. Yeah. Matchup number three, we had Sean versus Bryce. Everybody but Donnie picked Sean. Donnie picked Bryce, and Sean won. Sean showed up. Got the win, which was fantastic. Uh, so I'm sitting at, at this point, I'm sitting 3-0. Andrew, you're sitting 2-1. and one. Juan, our good buddy, is sitting at 3-0. Marvin, you're sitting at 3-0. And Donnie's sitting at 2-1. and one. Okay, so we're, we're good. This is where the largest differentiator happens, where the opinion between who was going to win between Slick and Juan. Now, I chose Juan. Andrew, you chose Juan. Yeah, Juan didn't even choose Juan. <laughs> he chose Ryan. Marvin, you chose Ryan. Donnie, Donnie chose Ryan, and Juan lost. Ryan did win. So this is again another loss to me. I didn't get this one. Marvin, you're still sitting at 100 accuracy. Here we go. Last pick of the matchups: Donnie versus Gabriel. I had a feeling Gabriel's team was going to have that rebound week, and I was right. Every team hit, and he set his perfect lineup. Gabriel won, so I got it right. Andrew got it right. Juan got it wrong. Marvin, you got it right. You got all five right. Congratulations. Yeah. And then Donnie, Donnie picked himself foolishly because Gabriel, <laughs> Gabriel went off this week. So the standings, this is this is our most successful week uh, looking back at all of the previous scores. Oh, yeah. So I'm four and one. Andrew, you went three and two, which is one of your worst weeks. Uh, Juan, Juan over 500. That's a worst. That's a bad week. <laughs> that's exactly it, right? Like you were, that was your worst picks. You went three and two. Uh, Juan's four and one. Marvin five and zero. Oh, like I mentioned earlier, Donnie's three and two. So this week was great for the overall scores. It put me above 500. I'm sitting at 29 and 26. Uh, Andrew, you're still tops with 30 and 20. So congratulations. Uh, Juan finally crossed the positive 500. He's at 23 Ooh. and 22. Ryan, who needs to get back in this game if he wants to wants to improve his record, he still sits at two and three. Marvin, you improved to eighteen and seven. Not too bad. You, you have <laughs> you have a better ratio than Andrew. You just haven't played with mm -hmm. this as long. I would love to see what that looks like through a whole season. And Donnie just crossed over the five hundred mark at eight and seven. Yeah, you're, not bad. Your, your 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 winning percentage is like seven twenty. I'm only at six hundred. <laughs> All right. So here's what we're going to so, do. Again, he beat me last week. He crushed me. Yep. And I was doing it again in the pickums. Sorry, man. I just got to do it like that. <laughs> yeah. The beatdown continues. You better All be right. buying like a Powerball ticket or something. <laughs> if you do, just buy us some beer and we'll be happy. Oh, I got you guys. I'll, I'll deliver it straight to the house, man. <laughs> All right.
Okay, so now we're heading into week 12. Week 12 is... You put Donnie's yeah. picks in Marvin. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. I will I will fix that. Let me put that in here. Boom, done. Copy, paste. It's a beautiful thing. All right, so the first matchup this week is you and I, Marvin. Yes. Yeah, we're head-to-head. Now, I'm going to give you, as our guest, the opportunity to pick first. Oh man, you already know I have to pick myself, man. <laughs> well, you you are you are scheduled to win uh, with an eighty three percent chance. I have a seventeen percent chance. Okay, let's 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 pull out the old caveat, Mike. I mean, I, I think it's a little Mike closer does, than that, but Mike does not set his roster until Thursday midday. Oh no, no, I set my roster Tuesday mornings. No, my okay. roster, I set my rosters Tuesday morning. I update them. Yes. I update them on Thursdays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he, he, he's got some players on his bench that he'll move up to, to even it out a bit. Okay. This case, in this case, I do not. Um, I have Cordell Patterson and I have uh, Marquise Brown in my lineup that are currently questionable. I hope they play. I know that Kyler Murray is out because he's on a bye. He's not playing. So my best shot at QB is Cam Newton. I don't have a lot of flex options. I could put Miles Gaskin in, but I, I think the Carolina defense is real. I'm not overly excited about playing Miles Gaskin, who doesn't get as much volume. And if you guys didn't know, our friends over in Miami just signed Philip Lindsay after being cut by the Houston Texans. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. So I'm I'm not that excited about Miles Gaskin. Michael Carter's out. So my my running back room is where I'm the most nervous. And unfortunately, my Kenny Galladay, man, he, he's just not doing well in New York. I know he got paid, but it's just uh, gross. So it's New York. Yeah, that's why I <laughs> yeah. I put out for a trade. If that trade comes to fruition, you and I will be sitting at 50 50. So there's there's a good chance to make this a real matchup. So I don't have to hope. No, you can't have Patrick Mahomes. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> you know what? I'm actually, I'm, I'm happy with the my quarterbacks at at the moment because I think Kyler Murray is going to be great when he comes back to full health next week. Uh, but Cam Newton, now that he's back in Carolina, if he's able to re- recapture lightning in a bottle here, great. So that's that's my hopeful. Um, Andrew, where, what are you picking? You picking me or Marvin? I got to go Marvin. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, I already put that in there. I didn't, you didn't have to really answer. I already populated that. Um, I'm actually going myself because I think I'm, I'm, I win. I'm going to win by the skin of my teeth. It's going to be like a point or less that I win. That, that is my prediction. I mean, I, th- I think it's going to be closer than what the matchup says. I hope I mean, it is. I yeah. just wow. I mean, uh, AJ uh, Dillon uh, is going to be like this, most likely starting again, and then I think so. Yeah, if, if Patterson plays, you know he's he's a menace. Well, the uh, Taylor get another twenty five touchdowns. That is <laughs> that's that's the risk. Yeah, that is the risk I face every week, and there's nothing I can do about. it. I can't buy an insurance policy to protect myself from that. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Matchup number two. We've got Andrew versus Josh. Josh is coming off of a very very bad week. Yeah. How do you think he's going to respond to you when your big three are sitting on your bench because of a bye week? How you feeling? Uh, oh, you want me to pick? Oh yeah, I, you get to I'm pick. This me. is your matchup. I'm going man. me. I'm going me. You know. Okay, me. So you're 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 not going to change. You're he's only uh, 
He's only six points ahead of me in the in the predictions. So I'm hoping uh who did I throw in as my quarterback this week here? Uh, it it's to me, it's a disgusting lineup on both sides. It, it is. is not an exciting exciting thing to look at. You've got <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, who I think is 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 in rough shape because he's got no one to play with. Um, you've got Zeke who might not play. It might be Tony Pollard. You're playing David Jones. Pract- he's practiced the last two games. He's playing. Okay. You've got um, you got David Johnson. David Johnson, I thought was going to be the the bump here with Lindsey going, but apparently it's Rex Burkhead. I I, I don't get that. Rex Burkhead. I don't get it either. This is like the third <laughs> string. David Johnson. He was a third string running back in New England. What's going on? I don't know. It's just it's like all right, and the rest of your lineup. <laughs> Maybe uh, um, I, 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 my, I think my my saving grace mm-hmm. is going to be Elliot plays and goes off on Vegas and Tannehill has a bounce back week. OK, here's here's where I think uh, I agree with you. Your running backs have a better shot than Boston Scott and Dante Foreman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, where I think you are in trouble is Keenan Allen and Cooper Cup. Yes, I, I think those me. guys that those are those are the anchors on his side of the field that I think will really, really turn this game around. And I think they're overvaluating uh, Kittle. 13 points. I don't know. Who else are you going to throw the ball to? Debo Samuel is the only other guy that catches. Yeah, I suppose, but... Uh... Remember, Jimmy Garoppolo was the number three quarterback yeah, okay, over the last okay, four okay. weeks. <laughs> okay. Okay. So... He'll bounce back to reality and get... Go in the ambulance after the second mm-hmm. series. All right. So, Andrew, you picked yourself. Marvin, yes, who are you thinking, Jim? Oh, man. I mean, I might be pivoting on, on live, man. Oh, okay. Oh. Wait, what are you thinking? So, I originally had uh, multi beast, but looking at those running backs is kind of scaring you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the the running backs yeah. definitely. Uh, Boston Scott and yeah, Boston exactly... Scott, yes. <laughs> Especially uh, when you're man. playing Miles Sanders, right? Because you know if Miles Sanders on the field, Boston Scott's not getting touches. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think I'm actually going to end up going uh, Andrew here. All Thank right, you. It's kind of it's close though. It's definitely going to be closer than it, what it the is score good. says. Yeah. Okay. Now, my heart tells me I want to pick Josh. <laughs> okay, it does. And when I look at the league schedule or the league ranking, Josh is ahead of me. We're tied at five and six, but he's got, he's got more points than me overall. And I need to somehow circumvent that. So I want Andrew to win this week. So I'm going Andrew. Okay. Even though as much as I'd love to see Andrew lose, because it always makes, it always, it always makes, makes for some great commentary (laughs) between you and I, when we get together. Yes. Um, and uh, knocking you down one more week in this league gives everyone else another fighting chance for a playoff spot. So if that happens, that's great. But I, I think I like my odds of beating Do- Josh to that last playoff spot better if you win. Yes. Okay. Uh, matchup number three. We've got Sean versus Gabriel. Now, what do you guys think? Does, does Gabriel's single lineup team and all of their power and force show up this week? Or does Sean continue to uh, to strike it rich? Ooh, he hasn't even set his full roster yet. Yeah, I was just looking at that too. 
Neither of them have said the Neither have, yeah, because no. all right, because uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he's out. And we've got, we've got Christian we've Kirk. Got Christian Jones. Kirk is out. Yeah. Okay, okay. So let's let's take a look at what's sitting on the bench that could be flexed in that we think that might be a game changer. We Elijah Mitchell. He could if he plays. Yeah. If he's healthy. Mm. Not much else. Judy, maybe. Maybe Antonio Brown. I don't think plays. I think he's still out for this week. Yeah, there's. See, this is this is why I think our friend uh, Gabriel went so hard on picking up some assets this week on the waiver wire. It's because his he doesn't have the the depth to cover off. Yeah, players. Right. He's got Hubbard. Uh, Chuba's not not relevant if he's not the starter. Amari Cooper's out with COVID. Uh, Antonio Brown isn't playing because he's injured. Otherwise, those would be great starters, which is why he's in the position that he's in. He might put in Dontrell Hillard over Boston Scott. That might be a better play, actually, but not by much. So, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna have to pick first here on this one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Sean on this one. I think his team is more consistent. Whereas the, the flex plays or the swap outs that Gabriel's going to have to make, I don't think are going to live up to the expectations. Marvin, what do you got? Uh, I also have Sean listed as the winner for this week. Okay. Yeah. Like you said, uh, the, the flex plays are looking a little, a little rough. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll give it to Sean this week. All right, round it out for us there, uh, you know, there Mr. I, Andrew. I need Gabe to win. You need <laughs> Gabriel to win? I need him to win. Uh, I well, don't. You know, actually, you know what? Mm. Actually, you know what? No, I don't need him to win. Um, either you know one what? of these guys wins hurts me, so like you pick. Uh, yeah, neither. But and neither one of them is really affecting me if I win this week. So no. Uh I need no 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 oh okay no, okay no. okay you're switching. I need to uh, I need to I need to stay pace with Marvin on on pick'em wins. So oh, I see what's <laughs> happening. Here. You're game playing. Okay, okay, okay. So for the rest of you guys playing at home, I pick Sean. Andrew picks Sean. Marvin yes. picks Sean. Donnie picks Sean. Juan oh. picked Gabriel. So Gabriel, you've got one vote out there. Who's, who's rooting for you? And our fourth matchup, Donnie versus Juan. Now, I know these guys, they work together. They spend some time together. They have some weird interactions, I'm sure, throughout the day and evening. <laughs> it's about the best way I can describe their relationship based upon what I read. Interesting drinking habits. Yes. Uh, that's what happens when you work overnight. Yeah. All right. So both Donnie and Juan pick Donnie. <laughs> So I'm oh. not sure if there's some kind of a conspiracy here. Um, but uh, Juan, again, doubts himself and uh, doesn't choose himself. So Donnie chose Donnie. Juan chose Donnie. Uh, Andrew, who I gotta are you look, taking this I, I got to look at the lineup here. Um, it looks 50-50 at this point. Granted, Donnie is our strongest team of the league. He's playing Herbert, Monty, Gibson. He's got Pittman, Claypool. I think Claypool's a bust because no one can throw the ball that far to get to him. He's got Mark <laughs> Mark Andrews. He's got Ramondre Stevenson. Godwin is a good play. And Henderson. 
great lineup. Love the lineup. Super balanced. And then in the wings, who does he got? He's got Sutton Brown, but Damian Brown Harris. Like, okay. He's got he's got oh, Corland Sutton, um, Deontay Harris. He's got he's benching AJ Brown. Oh, is AJ Brown not playing? AJ Brown not mm. on the field on Wednesday. He's injured, I think. Oh no. AJ Brown chess was oh that's right, because he had the rib issues. That's right. They're waiting for a second opinion. And Sutton's on the bench. Oh, so. and you know what though? And here's the sad thing is Juan's bench is just decimated as well. Uh, if, I gotta go. If, I gotta go, Donnie. Um, it kills me to say it. I gotta go, Donnie. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully, the each time I've picked Donnie, he's lost. So, <laughs> so, so that's how you're playing it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got. So, I gotta go, Donnie, too, man. Yeah. As it's... much as I need him to lose as well, but yeah. I mean, yeah, that 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 trade, oh. man, that Derrick Henry trade hurt Juan bad with with the injury. Mm-hmm. It kind of screwed him over this season. That's like it's it, it's like you know getting the big Bambino there to to the Red Sox. You know, it killed the killed the Red Sox for like a hundred years. <laughs> the curse, the curse of the great Bambino. <laughs> All right. So is that a, is that your Sandlot cut of the week? Is that your your reference to the Sandlot gang? No, that's for, that's true sports. I realize that, but that's that's where I learned of that particular curse. Oh, not a baseball fan. Okay, that's I, I'm, where I learned about it. I'm like 15 years older than everybody else in this league, sure. and Mike and Mike. Some of these you younger played guys, with me, <laughs> <laughs> and, and some of the guys out here probably don't even know what the Sandlot is. I I I know what it is. <laughs> I actually think that is a that is an American classic. That it's a cult film. I don't imagine there's too many. They probably play that in, in school as you're growing up and saying, "Hey, this is what your childhood should childhood should look like." Then that's pretty sad because that's a sad movie. No, it's a for what it comes to law, it's not a sad oh, movie. It has its moments, but no, it's a great movie. When it comes to baseball movies, it's a bad movie. I'm sorry. Oh, compared to Feel the Dreams. Okay, well that's a depth. That's, that's the a natural. <laughs> the natural. Mr. Baseball. Major League. Well, that's a good comedy, but Major League <laughs> is, is another good baseball movie. You, you, you know what, Mike? You brought it up earlier, where a What's team that? has to rally around a, a, an evil, uh, an evil being. Angels in the outfield. No. Oh my oh, god. My god. <laughs> okay, Mike's had too much to drink. He's got to be cut off. Uh, I'm feeling good. I tell you that. He's, he's speaking gibberish now. <laughs> hey, I liked that movie as a kid. Oh, geez, uh, as we digress. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> so last matchup, matchup number five. We've got Ryan versus Bryce. Where are you guys going here? This is the one I need. The That's upset. a good one. Couldn't <laughs> uh, <laughs> blow out. <laughs> I, I don't see how Slick doesn't slaughter. Uh, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris. You, those are two top five potentially running backs. So on the week, like you're already at an advantage. Josh Allen versus uh, Lamar Jackson. I think that's a wash. Uh, Terry McLaurin and Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup's going to play, and there's he's not a lot of competition to go up against. So like I think he's going to be okay, but he's got Cole Beasley and Devontae Smith on the other side. Yikes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the Cole Beasley stack with Josh Allen is going to pay off this week. Cole Beasley has not played very well. Neither has Emmanuel Sanders. So unless it's Stephon Diggs, yeah, it's just 
Like the peak isn't there. Then you got Russell Gage versus Jet Van Jefferson. Okay, that's a bit of a wash. James Robinson, who has like a great opportunity. I really love that situation. Uh, versus Noah Fant. You're playing if you're playing a tight end in your flex spot, you're in trouble. Then you got Debo Samuel. Oh, okay. Well, that's a massive, massive uptick for Bryce. Uh, versus Rashad Bateman, who isn't terrible either, right? Like, so maybe it's not as unbalanced as I would like, but I'm still personally, I'm still sliding with Ryan on this one. So slick, you get my vote. You even got better bench players if you had to flex Curtis Samuel, Tim Patrick, yeah. Marvin Jones, <laughs> CeeDee Lamb. If he get, if he does come back, like I can't see you not playing CeeDee Lamb if he if he is available. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to go Ryan on this one. Yeah, uh, I go Ryan as well. It's it, it's looking rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I can I slot you in for another Ryan? There, Andrew. Uh, no. No, I'm, you're I'm pivoting. going out on a limb. I'm going out on a limb, and I, 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 I need you're Bryce to. The, you're willing the football forces yes. to side with you and and give Bryce a win. If they okay. can, if they if they could give if they could give Jonathan Taylor five touchdowns against me last week, <laughs> they they can give somebody five touchdowns against Ryan's at Ryan this week. So okay, all right, decisions have been made. Repercussions will come next week. So okay, so between Marvin and I, we had uh, uh, same first round, same yep. second round, same same. Oh, so. It's really just coming Mar- down. Mar- Marvin, you're going to go f- four and one, and I'll go five and oh. That's your prediction? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Watch us, po- watch us, watch you go like one and four, and me go oh and five. Right. <laughs> A bunch of upsets this week. Okay. Well, that wraps up the matchup predictions for this week. Um, should be fun. Should be a good time. Yeah. Now we're going to get into the final section of our show where Andrew and I talk about the bets that we had last week and the bets that we're making this week. So yes. Andrew, um, I'll just recap you. You placed the bet last week. It was yes, four sir. quarterbacks head to head across all four of our shared leagues. Most yep. points wins. Now there was yep. a weird conundrum. Where well, to, to, of- to put the caveat in, it, it had to be your QB one. Yes, that was that was my misunderstanding. Oh, I, I'm sorry. That's I'm okay. Sorry. I, I said from the outset, I didn't like the scenario. I did not like my chances. <laughs> so what ends up happening is obviously I don't get Kyler Murray because he's out. I play Cam Newton. I'm happy with the result. Yeah, you get Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Not too I'm happy. Not, not good. Uh, then, then I get Tom Brady. Okay, cool. Tom Brady does well. Oh, you had Lamar Jackson. But we, we have an agreement, that, which is fair that you get to swap out your, your quarterback of choice for your backup. You put in Ryan Tannehill. Okay, cool. Um, then in our in the no-fun league, um, I play Derek Carr because he's the best quarterback I got there, and he was still the best quarterback that still scored for me. <laughs> uh, you play Justin Herbert, who balled out. Oh, so yes. like you, you, I'm already, I'm feeling the pinch. My saving grace is crazy, man. This is where I'm going to, I'm, I'm it's going to happen for me here, right? I have two quarterbacks in play my QB one and my flex. Now my QB one was Lamar Jackson and I swapped about for Trevor Simeon. Now in, in doing so, 
I ended up putting Trevor Simeon because I didn't want to like anyone look at my roster and see that I was starting Trevor Simeon as my QB1. So I put him in my QB flex spot. And I put Ryan Tannehill in my QB1 spot. Ryan Tannehill shit the bed. <laughs> Trevor Simeon actually ended up ha- having a good game. So had I left Trevor Simeon in my QB1 spot, I would have won by a handful of points. Instead, I lost by a handful of points. 77 points to Andrew's 80. So congratulations, Andrew. Thank you. You got this week. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I'm still losing on the season, but. Yes, it's (laughs) 7-4, but I would have loved to have had that win back. So I'm thinking, like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to lose this week. I'm like, no, Trevor Simeon's going to win it for me. He was my swap up for Lamar, but he wasn't my QB1. He was my flex QB. Stupid Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) Oh, well. So that, that was last week's bet. Yes. Now, I mentioned earlier that I have a bet for this week. So here's my proposal. It's going to be a Thanksgiving Day bet Uh-oh. special. Oof. Uh-oh. <laughs> there are three matchups that are happening tomorrow during the Great American Holiday. An er- a morning, an afternoon, and an evening. So before tomorrow, well, I guess before t- the game starts tomorrow morning at 1030, which I think is mountain time, you and I need to decide the ranking of how those games are going to play. And what I mean by that is you have to pick the winner for all three, but you have to order them and who's going to score the most points. So, oh. so if you think Buffalo is oh. going to win by the most points, then you rank them number one. They win by the most points or they score by the most points? Um, we'll say score the most. Ah, uh, no, they got to win by the most points because that 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 oh. differential will help us eliminate uh, ties. So you have to choose the you have to choose the winner. Okay. Not only do you have to choose the winner, you have to rank them in who's going to score by the mo- win by the most points. So I'm going to say, let's say Detroit is my number three. They'll win by three points. They win by a field goal. My number two would be say some whatever you know that. We'll, we'll say is uh, the Raiders. The Raiders win by six. And I'm not, I'm not actually making that prediction right now. I'm giving you an example of what a bet could look like. And then it's like, I'm going to choose New Orleans. New Orleans is going gonna, is gonna to win, and they're going to win by 12. Right? Like that would be the prediction. And then who's ever closest to that prediction is our winner. That way, we, we, we reduce the chances of ending up in a tie because we don't want a tie. We want to have a clear definitive winner. Yeah. And you really got to put your, your acumen on on the Thursday games. And oh, I've already got mine. You already got your three picks? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put it out there on live if you're ready to go. Oh, if you're, uh, I am not, man. I just thought of this like, oh. <laughs> like, like a half hour ago. <laughs> to me, this but, is uh, an easy one. This is an easy one? You're, you're going you're yeah. gonna to make your predictions? Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go. Okay, hang on, hang on a sec. Uh, I'm going to bring up. Uh, the so we've got Detroit, we've got the morning game. So Detroit and Chicago. The second game is Las Vegas and Dallas, and then the third game is going to be Buffalo and New Orleans. Okay, so let's. How do you want to do this actually? Because if we end up picking the same thing, well, that's that's a, that's what I was going to ask you. What are we doing if it's a tie? It's a tie, Marvin. What do you think? How do you how do you how do you break this one up? Uh, I mean, probably by the the points you guys predict. I'm pretty sure the points will be different. 
Oh, oh, the points. Yeah, because you got to guess the winner and the how, how much. Uh, how much they're gonna win by? Yeah, and how much they're gonna win by? So. Okay. So that's the tiebreaker mm. right there. Okay, so Andrew, I'm bet. still ready. To, I'm still ready to go. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay. okay, who? What? What's your rank? Well, you 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 lost, so you get to go first. Okay, so let me let me just create and insert the table here, right? So that means I'm going to have three selections. You're going to have three selections. We're going to have point totals. Let's just do this. Okay. So match one. Uh, so match my my number one team. I think is going to score the most points is going to be Dallas. Okay, how much? I'm going to go Dallas by fourteen. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Who do you pick for your for your first choice? Well, most points. Yeah, Dallas. Okay, Dallas. By uh, ten. Dallas by ten. Okay, matchup number two. I'm I'm going Buffalo. Surprise. Um. I'll go Buffalo by ten. Okay. Who do you got? I got Buffalo by six. Okay. And final choice, batch number three. I am looking at how this is going to play out. Can I pick a tie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? That would Ideally, that would be best for Detroit in getting the first overall pick is that they get a tie. And historically, we have always chosen ties to be within three points. Um, but, but has there ever been a team in NFL history – Got two ties in one season. Mm. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, that would be something to look up. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, but okay, so Detroit Bears, who's gonna win? Oh man. This is where we may differ. Yeah, this is we might actually. I'm going Detroit by a field goal. Oh damn, that's what I was going with. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go Detroit by four. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Detroit by four. So, all right. So this for this to work out, that means one, uh, Dallas and Buffalo and Detroit have to win, right? So that's that's mm-hmm. essentially negated um, from this bet because we we all pick the same teams to win. Uh, we also have to agree that Dallas, Buffalo, and Detroit have to win by fourteen points, ten points, three points, or ten points, six points, and four points. Yeah. If they exceed, that's great. You're at you're betting on the ascension of that. They can't be less than that. So if Detroit wins by a safety, neither one of us get it. Okay, make sense. If Buffalo, for your example, gets the touchdown with the extra point, you don't get it because you bet by six. Oh, okay. No, reverse that. No, if they did take the seven, that would be great. They would have to win by more than 11 for me to get that win. Yeah. So it has to fall between the 6 and the 10 for you to get that. So it's reverse prices right. You can go over, but you can't go under. Okay. I'm cool with it. Cool with that? All right. Okay, cool. So, so when Dallas wins by 12. You get it. You get it. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Because, you- because, or actually by 13, 
because their kicker is going to miss the point after on their final touchdown. And if that happens, man, that is, that is most unfortunate. (laughs) And then I have to come up with something else for a creative, creative score for next week. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, Marvin, I greatly appreciate you you jumping on tonight with us, especially last minute. Uh, I was bugging you over the weekend to, to get in here. So anything you want to say to uh, to the league mates and to the, the podcast world of extra two people that seem to listen to our show before uh, <laughs> we go off for the week? Nah, man. Uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, whoever is listening, man, send me some trades. I'm trying to get some trades going. <laughs> it, you know what? In other leagues that I'm in, that we all share. There is a scenario where there's no other scenario like this, where, where the top eight teams are still fighting for playoff spots. It is pretty definitive that there is a group of four to five teams at the bottom that are out and they have already accepted it and have made their trades and are looking to the future. I am not in all of eight leagues that I'm in. This is the only one where there is a, such a tight knit group still fighting for that last playoff spot. Yeah. So if you get those those trade offers, I'm jealous because I've <laughs> yeah, sent a couple to see what happens. Um, but hey, man, anything is possible. So good luck to you. Yeah. And uh, for the rest of you guys listening this week, uh, again, appreciate playing football with you guys or fancy football with you guys. It's been fun. It is American Thanksgiving. We wish you all the best. Have fun. Be safe. Stay. Yep. Enjoy your meals and time with family and friends, whatever you end up getting up to. And we will see you on the field of battle this weekend. Yep. And if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. All right. Good night, guys. Have a great week, everybody. Good night.